following program is intended for mature adult audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. October Ground, Episode 10, Pumpkin Pie. Just as Autumn is leaving the large room, she looks back at the metal barred cage. She sees October. He's kneeling down and petting what looks to be a wolf that is sitting next to his cage outside of it. Autumn stops looking back at October. Alex grabs her and drags her by the arm into the tunnels so they don't lose sight of Autumn's Aunt Olive. They follow Autumn's Aunt Olive through the tunnels, seeing the faint light from the lantern she carries in the distance ahead of them. Eventually, the faint light from the lantern disappears and the tunnels go dark. Autumn pulls out a flashlight from her backpack, clicking it on. They follow where they last saw the light disappear. They approach a door on the side of the wall, Autumn recognizes it. She opens the door. She sees the basement of her Aunt Olive's house. Autumn cannot see anybody else in the basement, and her and Alex sneak through the basement towards the stairs. Quietly, they head up the stairs to the kitchen. Autumn opens the door slowly. She cannot see anybody. The two of them sneak into the kitchen, down into the hallway. They can see Autumn's Aunt Olive's office door is slightly open. They sneak into the office, and Autumn walks over to the bookshelf, and she can see the cupboard where the book was is locked. She looks over to Alex and whispers, the cabinet's locked. What do I do? Alex looks over at the desk and he points towards it, whispering, Put it on the desk and let's just get out of here. Then they hear a sound, footsteps, coming close to the office door. They look around for somewhere to hide and they both run behind the desk, hiding underneath it. They crouch together underneath the desk they can hear the footsteps enter the room and get louder, coming closer to the desk. Autumn peeks out from underneath it. She can see a red shoe, her Uncle Georgie's red shoe. She sees her Uncle Georgie lean down under the back of the desk, and he gestures with his finger to be quiet and then they hear another voice the voice of Autumn's Aunt Olive standing at the door to the office she looks over at Georgie and she says to him 
What are you doing in my room? This is my office. You know you're not allowed to be in here. And then, Olive looks down at her desk next to Georgie and sees the book she was missing. Then she says to him, Did you take my book? I've been looking for that everywhere. Answer me, Georgie. And then Olive runs over to her brother, hitting him as he runs out of the office, and she gives chase. Once, Autumn cannot hear anyone anymore. She sneaks out from under the desk, and Alex follows. They sneak over to the door. Peeking out the office door down the hallway, they cannot see anybody, but they hear the footsteps heading upstairs. So they sneak out into the hallway and into the back kitchen. They open the back door as quiet as possible, sneaking out of it onto the driveway and running up it to the main road. Autumn looks down the main road towards her grandma's house and she sees lights flashing, blue and red. Autumn starts to run down the road and Alex follows. When Autumn gets close to her grandma's house, she runs up the driveway. She sees police cars parked in it and there's an ambulance at the back she can see her brother strapped to a gurney being put into the ambulance and her mother following. Autumn runs up to her mother asking what happened. Her mother looks at her saying, Where have you been? You're supposed to be watching your brother. You're lucky. Linda found him passed out on the back porch. He could have died. Autumn watches the paramedics put her brother into the back of the ambulance. And she sees her mother climb up, sitting next to her brother. Autumn tries to get a look at her brother, but he is lying there motionless. Autumn's Grandma Clara comes up behind her and comforts her as they watch the ambulance pull out of the driveway. and head up the road. The next day, Autumn is at the hospital with her mother. It's in the next town over. Autumn's brother Keith is lying in the hospital bed. He collapsed the other night. Linda found him on the porch. Autumn is standing the end of her brother's hospital bed. She's watching her mother Esther feed him some pumpkin pie. Esther's mother, Grandma Clara, made it. Keith struggles to eat the pumpkin pie. Just as a group of doctors walk into the room, They ask to speak with Esther out in the hallway. 
Esther asks her daughter Autumn to help Keith eat the pumpkin pie, but Keith grabs the fork and tells his mother that he's feeling a little better and that he can eat himself. You can go ahead and talk to the doctors. Alone in the hospital room, Keith looks over towards his sister and he says, What do you think they're saying out there about me? Autumn smiles towards her brother and she says, I think they're plastic surgeons and they're telling mom there's nothing that can be done to fix your face. It's just too far gone. Keith lifts his hands up to his face and pinches his eyes with his mouth and he makes a funny face sticking his tongue out and he says is this better autumn laughs along with her brother keith and then she says it helps then she says to her brother that she'll be back in a second and Autumn walks over towards the door. It's almost shut, but it's slightly open, and she stands by it. She can hear the doctors talking to her mother. It's not good news. The doctors sound like they did when she heard them talking to her mother about her father when he was in the hospital. The same stuff they are saying about Keith, they were saying about her father. Things like, they don't know what's wrong with him, but it's a combination of a lot of things. His organs are like a 90-year-old's. Autumn can hear her mother telling the doctors that she wants to take Keith home. Get him out of the hospital. But the doctors warn her that it's not recommended. That he could die next time he collapses. Keith gets up from his hospital bed. He feels a lot better. He walks towards Autumn standing by the door, listening. He walks past his sister and grabs the handle of the door, opening it. He stands in front of his mom and the doctors, and he tells her that he feels a lot better and he wants to go home. The doctors are amazed that Keith is even walking let alone talking so clearly. Esther packs up her son's things and they head home in the car. Keith is tired and he's asleep in the back seat. Autumn looks over at her mother driving and she asks, Is... Keith gonna die like like dad died Autumn's mother Esther looks over at her and she says not if I can help it Autumn asks her mother if Keith 
should have stayed in the hospital where the doctors were. Esther tells her daughter that the best place for Keith is at home at Grandma Clara's place. Grandma Clara. And that if they could just get accepted back into Maple Heights Academy, back into the families of the community of Maple Heights, that everything would be all right and her brother would get better. How would that make Keith better? Autumn asks her mom. Esther looks over at her daughter. I can't tell you everything. There's some things I can't tell you. There's some things I can't talk about. Not yet. What do you mean? Autumn asks her mom. There's there's something special about the grounds of Maple Heights. It's going to be hard to believe, but this might sound strange, but things that are growing on the property of Maple Heights have been known to help heal people. Autumn laughs. You can't be serious, Mum. She says to her. Like magic? It's not magic. Is that what you're saying, Mom? It's not magic, it's real. Esther shakes her head no. Not everything is meant to seem Then Autumn asks her mum. What is it then, Mum? Esther tells her daughter. The pumpkin pie you said to your brother at the hospital? that Grandma Clara made was from pumpkins that were grown on the property of Maple Heights. And it helped make Keith feel better back at the hospital. I'm sorry, Mom. Autumn asks her mom, well, why don't you just feed more to Keith and get him all better? If it was only that easy. Esther tells her daughter that her brother Keith needs more than just the pumpkin pie. Needs more. They need to get accepted back into the community. And that would make everything all right again. Autumn thinks of her father and asks her mother if if there's some special healing powers about Maple Heights then why why didn't why didn't you bring dad back Esther looks over at her daughter and she says you know your father you know your father he was stubborn and he didn't want to come back there was nothing I could do Autumn thinks of the tunnels she was in underneath the grounds of Maple Heights and the things she saw. And then she asks her mother, 
Are the families from Maple Heights community some sort of religious cult? <laughs> Esther laughs. Then she says to her daughter, I wouldn't say that. It's more like a community, but uh, every community has some unique people that live in it that believe all sorts of things. Esther then gets very serious and looks over at her daughter. She tells her that she can't tell anybody about what she heard, anything about Maple Heights community. Just then, something runs in front of the car on the road. Esther swerves the car. It spins in a half circle and stops at the edge of the road just before the ditch. Keith wakes up and sits up in the back of the car, shouting out, What happened? Esther looks back and asks if he's all right, but Keith shakes his head yes. Then Esther tells him that something ran in front of the car. Keith asks what ran in front of the car, but Esther doesn't know. Autumn looks over at both of them and she says, I think it was a black wolf. Esther looks at her daughter and says, Wolves don't live in this area. It was probably a dog. Later that night, Autumn is hanging out with her friend Alex at his work. They are looking at the old photos and looking at the photocopied pages of the book that they stole from Autumn's Aunt Olive. Alex is in the back of the restaurant with Autumn. There's no one else there. Alex starts to say something to Autumn. I knew I was right. I knew I was right about this town. Something was weird. I could see it all along. Autumn replies, Yeah, I didn't believe you, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on. I don't know what to think about it. Alex then says to Autumn, I wonder who that guy was. Down, down in the cage? In that cage with the metal bars? Down in the tunnels. I keep thinking about him. Then Autumn says, Yeah. I keep thinking about him too. I wonder why they have him locked up down there. They probably have a good reason, Alex responds. Alex starts to flip through the photocopied papers from the book that they stole. He points to different drawings inside of the book. He stops at a drawing of what looks to be the author of the book. Alex says his name out loud. Forrest Oxtail, it says right here underneath the drawing. Alex looks up from the pages and he says, Oxtail, that's one of the seven founding families from Maple Heights. Some of them come to the restaurant. Autumn looks down into the mirror that Alex has propped up next to the pages. It's easier to read the words since they're written backwards. Autumn starts to read out loud. 
It says he's a father of eight, married to wife Alfina. On the next page over, there is a portrait on the page of Forrest Oxtail's wife Alfina. She is rather homely looking. Alex says to Autumn, maybe it's an unflattering drawing because it's reversed. Then both of them look into the mirror and then back at each other, shaking their head no. Autumn walks over to the counter. She sits on a stool. She starts to slowly eat some french fries and she puts her head down onto the counter. She's tired. Alex keeps reading the pages through the mirror out loud telling Autumn what he's reading. Alex says it says here that there was some sort of discovery underneath where the academy is on Maple Heights grounds. Uh, some large, mysterious stone. Yeah, a stone-like object that was under the ground. In the mud. In the wet mud. And it, it says here that in the wet mud around the stone object, the people saw visions that they couldn't understand. Visions through time. What does that mean, visions through time? Autumn looks up from the counter. And then she tells Alex, that's, that's kind of what I saw. Alex then continues talking. There's more. Then it says the settlers dug tunnels searching for more stones. Finding seven in total. And then, then it says that one night a woman named Jasmine picked up some mud on one of her fingers. Oh, wow. Then she, she ate it. The mud that was around the seven stones then she licked it. It says it, it, it cured her of her ailing cough. How, how's that possible? Cure? Eventually, another member, one of the other families, realized that the mud might have healed and cured Jasmine. So, so he tried to eat some. Caused him to drop on the ground in convulsions, and then soon later the man died. It says after the man died, it didn't stop the others from trying the mud. Only a small amount of the people from the seven founding families that tried the mud were healed of their ailing conditions. Most others died or were seriously stricken ill. It also says that. Forrest Oxtail himself, after trying the mud 
almost perished and have never fully recovered. And it says here that his vision was affected, making everything he sees reversed. Autumn sticks her head up from the counter, looking at Alex, and they both say out loud, That's why the book's, backwards. That's why the book's backwards. Autumn asks Alex, What are the weird stones they keep talking about? Alex flicks through a bunch of pages I don't know. and pulls one of them out. It shows the seven stones inside of the mud pool in the large room in the tunnels below. Then Alex tells Autumn. It says here that no one knows for sure what the stones are, but some people speculated and had ideas. Um, something about giving you visions through time and that they have the power to heal and extend long life. But, but not everybody. It says you should never eat the mud around the stones directly. It says you should eat the food that is fertilized with the mud and it makes it safer. Alex looks at Autumn and then he says to her, you were going to eat the mud down there. You had it on your finger and I stopped you. Autumn sits in silence and then she says to him, I don't think I was going to eat it. But I don't know. It could have killed you, Alex tells her. Alex continues to read from the book. More. It says here in the book that it has tremendous healing effects if you bathe in it. But it also says that children should never eat nothing that is fertilized with the mud. Not until they come of age. Or it could have dire and long-lasting consequences on the children. Autumn then says to Alex, What are they called? What are the stones? Alex flicks through some more pages. There's, a lot of speculation. There's different speculations in here. One of the speculations is, wow, it's, it's pretty out there, but it says, before the universe or any other universe was created, there was a shell that surrounded the nothing. And something about when the nothing started to separate, the shell broke into countless pieces that spread across all the newly created universes. This guy here has a name for them too, a name for all the rocks. He calls them Shatila. 
Autumn then looks at Alex and says, Well, that means my mom wasn't lying to me. The food can heal people. The mud can maybe heal my brother. Alex looks at Autumn confused. He says to her, You already knew about the mud? Autumn tells him, My mother just told me last night. Then she tells him, You have to swear to me. You have to promise you won't tell anybody. She made me promise. There is a loud ding from the bell at the front counter at the restaurant. And Alex walks over to serve the customers waiting. Autumn gathers up the pages and the photos and starts to put them in her backpack. She has to leave. Her mom is expecting her. She stops at one of the photos. She looks at it. In the shadows of the photo, there looks to be a young boy standing. You can see his feet. They're covered in mud. Alex comes up behind and he looks down at the photo. He sees the muddy feet of the image. He says to Autumn, do you think that that guy we saw in the cage, in the tunnels, could be that kid in the photo? Autumn tells Alex, these photos look like they're from the 30s. The numbers don't add up. He just looked like a young man. He wouldn't be a child back then. She puts the photos away and starts to head out the back door. I have to go. My mom is expecting me. Alex doesn't want her to leave, but Autumn tells him that they can meet up tomorrow sometime during the pumpkin festival and try to figure out what's going on, look at more pages. As Autumn's going out the back door, she looks back and says, Don't tell anyone. You promised you wouldn't talk about it. Then she leaves out the back door of the restaurant, getting on her bike, heading home.